Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victoria, and thank you for joining me here on this episode 100 of the Fifth Estate podcast. Um, actually, I don't know if I have a round of applause on my little soundboard here. Um, I do. Okay, let's start again. Welcome to this episode 100 of the Fifth Estate podcast. All righty. Now I've had my fun for the day. Let's get down with it. Uh, what am I going to talk about today? Um, the updated figure of the uh, AUKUS submarine agreement, uh, and it's still as pointless as it was before. Uh, pass some comments or make some comments on the, um, I won't say unwarranted, but it's a bit late attention on a military training ad uh, that. Uh, use defence personnel uh, practising crowd control techniques. And um, what else was there? Hang on, let me check my tabs for a minute. Uh, and something about a sovereign citizen. And Oh, yes, and a secret plan to sell off major Australian water plant to a company owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, so let's get on with it. Uh, kicking it off today is going to be a bit of a discussion about the oh, – we've all seen it, the the training video. Uh, a couple of people have posted it. Actually, I think a number of people have posted it. Uh, that was by the Australian Defence Force. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up here on the Twitters. Uh, population control training. Um, let's see. It goes for a minute and a bit. Let's see if I can crank it up. Does YouTube work today? So, footage. A whole lot of people in right... Uh, I wouldn't say full right gear, but they've just got helmets and uh, plastic shields and uh, foot and shin protection doing a bit of a Roman dance with their shields, going up against a crowd of people that are chucking tennis balls at them. These guys have uh, vests on and all that sort of stuff. So they're talking about realistic scenarios. Uh, there's a military police person there with a military working dog, dogs barking, uh, against realistic role players. Uh, they're using a baton, all that sort of stuff. So this goes for about a minute and a half, minute and a quarter, minute 25. Uh, and then the scene that I'm watching now is that the people crash into the uh, people wearing with the shields, with the big, you know, those big four-foot shields. They're rolling a tyre down. They're trying to jump into them and all that sort of stuff. Um, and thing says maintaining stability. Uh, they're going through all of that. Now, a number of people have uh, commented on it. Um, sorry, final thing is protecting our people. Now, people are getting upset saying, oh, you know, why is the military doing this and why is the military doing that? Well, first of all, the thing is, though, that military's always done this and it just shows you how ignorant uh, people in Australia are to the capability 
and the abilities of our defence force and our respective police forces, services, departments, whatever you want to call them. Um, so as, as I said, you know, this was uh, one, I think it was a bunch of grunts or something like that. Um, who were they? Uh, doesn't say. Anyway. Um, but if we have a look on the mili- on the army website, army.gov.au, our people, blah, 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 it goes into the RACMP, which is Australian Corps of Military Police. Uh, the Royal Australian Corps of Military Police is to provide an essential element of command and control through law enforcement, military discipline, civilian law, mobility and manoeuvre support, security and the operation of internment and detention centres. Now, military police, they deal with everything in a war zone, or a conflict situation or anything like that, they will deal with any everything. So if you walk up uh, and you have army clothes on, they will detain you as a um, until they know otherwise as a deserter. Uh, if you're a civilian, then they will intern you, or put you into an internment or detention centre uh, for that. So the military police have always had, um, you know, their purview has always been civilian population control. Uh, for that, so hence the reason there was military working dogs there, and there was a um, general, uh, general, general. No, they're not general duties. What are they? General role? Oh, I can't remember what they're called. But anyway, um, do, 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 do. so it comes down to here. Um, reading through it. Um, in Australia's position, domestic policing unit operates and is responsible for garrison policing and conduct of minor criminal investigations. Military police support their commanders by ensuring that the military adhere to defence and civilian laws, conventions, policies and directives. While in operations, one MP battalion uh, provides law enforcement and administers applicable international civilian law. Military police may be tasked in the establishment, enhancement or re-establishment of civilian laws and or judicial systems. Now it talks about on the battlefield, etc., etc. Ah, here we go. Uh, military police are responsible for the internment and detention of captured persons, including their collection, processing, and registration in accordance with international host nation, national or uh, and command conventions and requirements. So, um, on the battlefield, military police, blah 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 blah. Um, enforcing traffic regulations and movement priority, controlling military stragglers and the movement of the civilian population. Now, um, that's the thing. The military police do that. So uh, this is nothing new. Uh, the, the thing that is new is that it has come out and they're actually using that as a recruiting tool. Now, the other thing that you do need to be aware of, i um, not sure what the policy is now, but has been uh, umpteen years. I mean, I got out of the Chocos, what was that, 20-something years ago. Uh, their thing was... Was was it twenty years ago? No, it was less than 10, twenty years ago. Maybe fifteen years ago. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, where I was going? Yes, that the regs uh, when you joined up the regular army is that you went and did your basic training at Kapuka. You did your initial employment training at whatever uh, place it was, uh, depending on what corps you joined and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then you were sent to somewhere different that wasn't your home state. And one of the draw, uh, you know, 
Uh, benefits of it was that the military would give you a free flight home. So to go back to your family at Christmas time during stand downs and all that sort of stuff. So this was the thing. And the reason for that was, was that you were sent somewhere away from your home state or the home location or wherever you were. So if something happened, you wouldn't have second thoughts. You would automatically follow orders if they say, hey, suppress this civilian uprising, you would do it because you there was a less chance of you knowing anyone there. So none of this is new. Uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, people are becoming aware of it now and are focusing on it. So, But uh, the thing, I mean, for example, I've ranted about this act a number of times. Um, I'd be more concerned about uh, this Act of Parliament now, which is the Fortification Removal Act of 2013, uh, authorised version incorporating amendments as of uh, 9th of May 2018. So this is only the fourth, fourth, fourth version. Purpose, if we look at Section 1, uh, the purpose of this Act is to provide for the magistrates court, magistrate's court on application by the Chief Commissioner of Police to require the removal of or modification of fortification on premises that are connected to certain criminal offences. Now, if you have a look down, it doesn't actually say that... Uh, it does say description of offences. Um, there you go. Description of offences in the schedule. In the schedule, a description following a reference to a provision of an act is provided for convenience of reference only. It does not affect the operation, blah, blah. Um, specify. Um, so we go back here to definitions. Meaning of fortification. Uh, section 4. For the purpose of this act, a fortification is a structured device or combination of structures and devices that a forms part of or is attached to premises and b either one has or could have the effect of preventing uninvited entry to the premises or part of the premises or two would be considered by a reasonable person to be intended or designed to prevent uninvited entry to the premises or part of the premises and c so c is beyond what is reasonably necessary to provide security for the ordinary lawful use of that kind of premises for the purposes of this Act, fortification includes an electronic surveillance device such as closed-circuit TV equipment, an eye vision camera or motion sensor. Um, going back, continuing on that bit, description of fences, blah, blah, ABC, must be disregarded if inconsistent with the provision. So uh, we have a look at offences. Um, oh. Community, person assisting police officer to remove that. Regulation, schedule, specific specified offences. So classification, publications, film or computer games, Enforcement Act. So sale of X-rated films. Uh, Control of Weapons Act, uh, Section 5.1. Importing, manufacturing, displaying, advertise uh, for sale of prohibited weapon. Uh, Dangerous Goods Act. Uh, Firearms Act. Non-prohibitive person possessing, carrying, or using blah 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 blah. Um, so it talks about. It's more about the Firearms Act. Going, holy crap! <laughs> There's a lot in the Firearms Act. Um, what other acts? Jeez, it's about six pages of 
the, I think might as well just list the whole Firearms Act. Yep, uh, Sex Work Act. Um, two, three sections were appealed. Um, business carrying on sex work service provided other than in accordance with a license, carrying on a business as a sex work provider in association with an unlicensed person. So that they can, you know, apply to move that. Um, but, you know, this is the thing. Um, just because it's there, you know, I'd, I'd be more concerned by that act uh, than anything else, especially when uh, Section 5 is provided for convenience and reference only and does not affect the operation or provision of provisions or this act, or this act or the nature of allotments of offence against the provision and must be disregarded if it is inconsistent with the provision. My interpretation of that is that they can create something and say, hey, you're doing that inside, so you know what? We're going to apply for a fortification removal. Like, I mean, so going back to the, the whole thing about bikies, as, as I've rendered about this one before, I mean, why don't they use that? All they've got to do is say, hey, there's a suspicion of uh, bikies having um, non-prohibited persons having access to firearms. We've got to take down your cameras. We've got to take down your fences. Um, but anyway, um, so I, I, I think that's far more scarier than that. Um, there's also the Convention for Discrimination Against Women when one of the schedules in that or the purposes of that is the complete... Uh, disarmament uh, is a complete and total disarmament uh, committee for the elimination of disc uh, does it convention uh, introduction Oh, here we go. It's in, um, actually, what's this, the, the introduction bit? Um, just saw it then. Blah, 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 blah. So this is the uh, Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women in the States. States, states, parties to the present convention. Noting that the Charter of the United Nations reaffirms faith in fundamental human rights and dignity and worth of a human person and the equal rights of men and women. Blah, 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 blah. Going on to that. Um, no, I think that's missed that bit. Hang on, let me find it. Ah, here we go. Uh, yeah, it's in the introduction. Uh, affirming that the strengthening of international peace and security, the relaxation of uh, international tension, mutual cooperation among all states, irrespective of their social economic systems, general and complete disarmament, in particular nuclear disarmament under strict and effective international control. The affirmation and principle of justice, equality, mutual benefit. So there you go. They've said general and complete disarmament. So this was signed, I think, way back in the 70s or the 80s. Um, so I'd, I'd be more concerned about that as well rather than a freaking um, defence force recruiting thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like everything else, it's it's going to be one of those things that, oh, my God, people are focusing on it, drawing attention to it, and then 
a bit later on, they'll all forget about it and we'll move on to the next thing uh, for that one. So, speaking of the next thing, what am I going on to now? Uh, I'll leave the sovereign citizen. So, here we go. Uh, secret plan to sell off major, this according to the Daily Mail, um, which is interesting um, because Nick, Nick Schultz, I think, posted something on Twitter uh, yesterday talking about, uh, let me find this one, better do more prep, hey, sorry, Nick Holt, uh, many Australians don't know that Chinese company, uh, Communist Party owned electricity company called State Grid owns 46.5% of South Australia's electricity network, okay, so, but then you have a look uh, so State Grid is also part owner of uh, Victorian Electricity, uh, Electricity Transmission Distribution Networks. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so Gemini. Where's my Gemini? Here we are. Um... Gemini owns and operates a diverse portfolio of energy assets across northern Australia and Australia's east coast with more than $11 billion. So um, that is is backed by the strong resources of our shareholder, State Grid Corporation of China and Singapore Power. So State Grid owns 60% of uh, Gemini. So uh, SGSP, Australia Assets Proprietary Limited, is trading as Gemini. So SGSP is State Grid something or another. Um, does it say? Uh, yeah, so, anyway, so, but this is the thing, you know, going back to what I was saying before about sending uh, Chinese assets in, uh, Chinese military in to protect uh, Chinese assets, that would quite easily happen. Um, there and now since doing that, I've been having a lot of things, and seems that uh, China is using uh, private military contractors uh, to do things. Um, this is based on what was it a 2021 uh, article uh, for that one? Uh, you know where there was what China and Solomon Islands uh, sign off a security deal that will allow Chinese warships to be based in the Pacific. Um, the agreement will give China the power to use its military to protect the safety of Chinese personnel and major projects in Solomon Islands and give Beijing a base for its navy less than 2,000 kilometres kilometers off Australia's coast. Um, so, yeah. Uh, China may, according to its own needs and with the consent of Solomon Islands, make ship visits to carry out logistical replenishment in and have stopover transition and transition in the Solomon's Islands. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's the thing. Um, all this is going to come. Um, whether, you know, buying subs, I mean, shit, what is it, 328 billion now for subs? Uh, I still stand by what I said uh, the other day, uh, yesterday that we should be spending the money on arming and engaging the population uh, rather than pointless money on buying subs just to uh, help promote the um, you know, military-industrial complex. 
and all that. So yeah, it, it's I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things is that we're not going to have any uh, politicians out here, any government that's actually going to own up and change things. And you know, I, I still stand by the view that I think Australia will take a neutral role uh, when. China decides to annex Taiwan because we've got too much to lose. Uh, our main trading partner, um, Brian Dean Wright, in his President's Daily Briefing, actually even mentioned something similar as well uh, because China's our, our biggest trading partner. Are we really going to lose that money, um, access to that money just for the sake of an island? And I mean, and it's the other thing too is that when it comes to protecting Chinese assets, sending military out or even um, PMCs, private military contractors, uh, the government turns around and says, no, you can't send them out. The China, Chinese government's going to turn around and say, all right, well, sell them. We'll sell these things. You know, you've got to buy them off us at market price. And the Australian government's not going to have money to be able to do that, especially if they're trying to get on a war footing. So what choice does the Australian government have? It's either says, yes, you can bring troops out or no, you can't and we're going to sell it, in which case we're going to go into massive debt uh, to buy all these things um, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and, and but, you know, by the other, coin, other side of the coin as well, China knows all of that, so I don't think that they're... I actually, no, I don't know. I think it'll be a, a very um, uh, discreet or a slow annex of Taiwan. Uh, and so it's going to happen. And then, you know, once Taiwan falls, then it'll be less than a decade before Australia and New Zealand falls as well. Um, and that's that's got to be a given. And, and people need to wake up to that fact and, and stop focusing on Ukraine and forking money out and handing over money to Ukraine. Let's just, you know, bring all that stuff back home and prepare the population for what's going to happen if... China annexes Taiwan. Um, yeah, it, it's a thing. I mean, um, the Xi Jinping is what premier or president or whatever he is for life now because he's served three terms and um, he had a, a unanimous uh, vote in 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 that. So, which you know, nothing sus about that one. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things is that we need to really think about it. Um, get ourselves prepared mentally because, mate, it, it's going to come um, and all that sort of stuff, especially if China turns around and brokers a peace deal in the Ukraine between Ukraine and Russia and then that's going to change the global view of China and they'll be able to quietly do these things. Um, and, you know, with the amount of money that they're going to be throwing around the place too, um, not many countries are going to be able to stand up to them because they're not going to be able to afford to pay back the debts. Uh, for that one. So anyway, um, I might leave that one there because I think that one's been done to death now. Um, an article in the Daily Mail again, Australia becoming hooked on antidepressants. Uh, use use surges among young females and long-term reliance on the drugs is now common. Uh, Australia is a world, world leader in antidepressant use. Use surged during COVID among young. Uh, coming off antidepressants, a major challenge. Um study by the University of New South Wales found over 3 million or 1 in 7 Australians take antidepressants every day with more than 32 million prescriptions for the drugs now issued each year. Per capita, this puts Australia behind only Iceland where seasonal affective disorder is common due to 19-hour winter nights and the US for reliance on the medicines. Um, 
what can I say, man? Um, these people, um, I don't know what to say. I mean, they, they need to be held accountable for their decision to lock us down and to confine us in homes uh, for all those years, uh, for all those years, for, for the two years. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it, it's just beyond beyond um, an amnesty or anything like that. Um, I was going to talk about the sovereign citizen one, but I don't want to do it because there's too much of a um, focus on there, which I think it's just going to lead to the you know the Daily Mail setting the groundwork now. So when something happens uh, with sovereign citizens, oh hey look, we've said this, we've and and the view of the the general population will be that they're X, Y, or Z. Uh, it's going to be easier to otherize them and to turn around and uh, allow the establishment to do whatever they're going to do uh, in the name of combating sovereign citizens. So anyway, um, I think that might be it for this one. Um, bit of a short one, feeling a bit tired today, had a bit of a long day at work, so yeah, getting old, man. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, look, I f- um, do hope you enjoyed this. Um, I'll try and get the website sorted over the next couple of days. Um, there will be, you know, Usual thing for the members and all that sort of stuff. Um, if you want to contribute on a value-for-value basis, uh, go for it. Uh, if not, big deal. Um, doesn't worry me either way uh, for that one. So but anyway, folks, thank you for listening and look forward to having Julian in the next one. Okay, till then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases... We'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.